When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, and welcome back to the Wolverine Live. I am John Borton, and you know him. He's Tom Crawford. He's the guy that gets on uh, Press Pass with Jack Ebling and others like our mutual friend who is still living in 2015. That would be Rico Beard. Uh, he, 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 he likes to taunt over a certain last play of the game. It helps him ignore recent results in this Michigan, Michigan State Series. Yeah. But anyway, Tom yeah. Crawford also has his own podcasting network, does his own thing. And, uh, Tom, great to have you back talking Michigan basketball, football, yeah. and a little bit of hockey. It's always – it's always there's, there's never a dull moment with uh, intercollegiate athletics right now, the way things are going with NIL, Transfer Portal, and, um, you know, coaching rumors here and there. And it's just – it's constantly moving parts. Uh and I, you know, it's hard to really get a grasp of how, uh, who's going to be good next year uh, in, in basketball, in particular. I think football is pretty solid. And and uh, but I, I've I've never imagined if you would have asked me if uh, the path of of college basketball would it go this complete duplication of uh, professional sports free agency as yeah. what college basketball is right now. This is crazy. I can't yes. keep up with it. And it's like, here's what it is, John. It's like when they, um, when you do, if you're calling a game as a play-by-play or an analyst, you're constantly saying, uh, well, that's so-and-so. He formerly played at Oregon and at Furman before his stop here at Duke or, or whatever. The name, fill in the blank. I mean, it's it's crazy what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, there's no question about it. Who, if, if you're a Michigan basketball fan, who – uh, how could you have imagined after uh, like one year when Hunter Dickinson was okay? Is he going to be a one and done? Is he leaving us second year? Same thing. Is he is he going to try the NBA? You know, this year will will he move on to some league, even if it's Europe or whatever? And all of a sudden, here he is hanging between Kentucky, North Carolina. Does he come back to Michigan? Is there any yeah, chance yeah. for that? I mean, could you could you have even uh, pictured that scenario of jumping into the transfer portal? Yeah, the the coming back to Michigan thing. Now that would be vintage Hunter Dickinson. I mean, that's got, his, that's got his name written all over it. You know what I mean? I mean, mm. Hunter is a great is a great kid. I like him. Okay, I, I, he's fun to talk to. But he's kind of a weird duck at times, you know, especially when this whole podcast thing got going. Now that Lent is here, I guess we're back on, right? So he's going to start talking because uh, he had given it up for Lent. But uh, it, it might just be in uh, Hunter's repertoire to go away and then, you know, it's like leave the marriage and then uh, let's get back together. <laughs> that would be something, although it just seems kind of strange that that he would get to the point where, okay, I'm going to look around. Obviously, there's there's 
maybe some moving parts in play. There's got to be some dissatisfaction, disappointment, maybe even disillusionment over what happened this year and the fact that he seems farther away uh, from a you know serious NCAA contention now than when he was a freshman. Uh, the fact that NIL is different everywhere you look. Maybe he uh, he's kicking the tires about uh, what other schools might be able to do NIL wise. I mean, it's that's part of the game now. I like it or not. I, I just think that that those two factors have got to come into play here somewhere. Yeah, and, and you know, and in this podcast that I do with you, John, um, I, I I tend to like to ask you questions as much as you like to ask me questions. Okay, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna yeah. ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question and deflect uh, answering anything for the second uh, on this topic. It's like this whole NIL thing. I mean, we heard rumblings that Michigan was gonna with with you know with the new president that um, Michigan was gonna. Uh, ramp up their commitment to NIL monies and things and it beyond, you know, private donors, but maybe the university might, you know, it might, it might be at the level that the powers to be in college basketball and college football are. And I haven't heard anything about that. Do you know anything about that? The reason I ask is that I, I I'm wondering why Caleb love is coming to mission. Okay. And, and you know, I'm not being disrespectful to my school, but mm-hmm. I'm just really surprised that he's coming. There, there's got to be some sweets. There's got to be some sweet gem and NIL deal. It's got to be part of that is what I'm thinking. I think that, that Michigan is in position even now. They've had some things fall apart. They've had some, some hoped-for connections that have not worked out. It's still in process. I, you know, it gets a little bit funny here because sometimes you know you have some people at Michigan that want to be a little more hands off you got you want you have people that uh, are are very clear about the fact that they're not going to use it as a recruiting tool okay that's fine then you take care of your veterans um, but it, it is clearly still in process at Michigan so uh, so a Caleb Love um, Maybe he has uh, some specific deal already worked out. There's, uh, he's, I, I'm sure he's certain to uh, not miss any meals if he comes to Michigan for, uh, for a year. And I think he probably there's, a, there's certainly a certain respect for Juwan Howard that yeah. says, you know, he, this is a guy that really That's could true. get me ready to play in the NBA. So you still have that factor going for you. But, uh, you know, it's um, I, I just think that uh, if, you know, if you ask me if I were Hunter Dickinson in this case, what, what I would be thinking it, that's a hard thing. We, you, you would just say, well, I mean, Michigan's my school and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stay here no matter what. Not all kids think that way these days. And if, if I were in a position where I could basically go anywhere in the country, you know, and I, maybe I've got some guy down in Kentucky saying, well, yeah, sure. You can own a, a part of a horse farm, you can you can uh, have a, a Kentucky Derby entrant. Uh, yes. Come on down. We're not horsing around. Yeah. Uh, or you know that so many different options these days that maybe you take a look. Maybe even if you 
don't go, you look. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I think yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. About pretty much all what you're saying. Um, but I, I, I was just questioning because I mean, you know, Michigan, you know, before he commit, I mean, it's not like they got a lot going next. I mean, if you had asked me how Michigan was going to be. Uh, before Namari Burnett and Trey Jackson and Caleb Love were were coming in here, um, mm-hmm. I would have said uh, probably they'll they'll definitely be playing in on um, on Wednesday night in the Big Ten tournament. You know what I mean? Uh, right. They, I mean they're 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 uh, they're in the Nebraska Minnesota range. You know they're like 13, 14, 15 kind of nonsense. Okay, which is disgusting to me that uh, this is where the program is. I don't, I don't like that. I want Michigan. I want Michigan to be in the, in the hunt. I'm in the top five. They, they, this is Michigan for God's sakes. I mean, it, this is ridiculous. And so that was disturbing, but now all of a sudden it can, Hey, you know, Caleb love Caleb. Love, and I know a couple, <laughs> I happen to know about three or four North Carolina alumni who are one's a season ticket holder. And, um, it's like, don't let the door hit you in the ass. You know what I mean? With Caleb Love. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost like um, they they could love this kid and hate this kid in the span of one half of one game. You know, I mean, he was, uh, he was, in, I mean, just think about it last year in the final, not this past year, but in the final, I mean, he hit a game winner in the, if I'm not mistaken, in the semifinals. Um, he had, you know, he didn't play well in the title game, obviously, but. Um, this guy's been under the lights. I mean, this guy was a five-star player. This guy, this guy could score. Okay. And the name, he's a big brand. He's a Mm five-star. He's coming to Michigan. That gets you a little, it's one of those high risk, high rewards. If there ever was one, it's the poster child for high risk, high reward is Caleb love. But that's where this program was. Juwan was desperate. He lost five guys. You know, Joey Baker, that makes five. He had to get five new guys, and he's in a couple of freshmen in George Washington, Papa Conte. I mean, it's it's going to be a whole new look next year. Crazy, absolutely, and it it will be uh, going forward in my mind. I just uh, I, I think you're going to have have that opportunity to change so dramatically, and you just think about this year alone. Terrence Shannon, add him yeah. to this roster. Yeah. You continue the Sweet Sixteen streak. I believe without him, you don't make the tournament. That's right. That's how fickle, that's how, that's how dicey and fragile the sport of college basketball is. I mean, you you just win one of those games, that Indiana game at Chrysler. I mean, we've, we've talked about this chapter and verse. There's a lot of woulda, shouldas, and it would change the whole dynamic. But um, there still seems to me that there was, um, the, 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 this team lacked chemistry this year, don't don't you think, John? I mean, absolutely. I've watched Michigan basketball. You know, I've said it before. You know, for uh, almost sixty years. You know, it's crazy, embarrassing to say that, but I I have, and it's just I, I don't remember a team that that had had, had such glaring moments of disconnect uh, yeah. at certain parts of every game. And I, um, to me, I always put that on the coaching staff. I mean, yeah, that you're the culture of creators. And you're the chemistry makers, um, in my mind, I'm, and and, get, and getting the leadership out of your team to fulfill what you're trying to accomplish, and that didn't happen. Yeah, Do, let me ask you this question: Do you think, in some ways, 
Um, it will be easier for Juwan Howard to coach a team on which his son does not play. The at least the 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 son that is now headed for the NBA draft that um, clearly had the NBA at least in the back of his mind because he jumps after one year. Uh, someone that didn't have the time that it takes college basketball players to fully invest and learn about defense and, uh, and do some of the uh, smaller fundamental things that, that not only add to the team, but also that chemistry that you were talking about. You know, I've never been a fan of it. And I know, and I've talked to a few former college basketball, Michigan players about it um, that are not a fan of uh, a coach coaching his son. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, it, it's worked sometimes, obviously. Um, but I, I just think it leads to some awkward moments. And, and, and we saw just the, the whole optics of the, the Rutgers game when when Jed Howard didn't, you know, was was playing back and he didn't even box out the free throw. He didn't even get a, a basic fundamental out of third or fourth grade basketball. He didn't do and he didn't get pulled off the court. That was an intention getter. That was one of those straw that breaks the camel's back moment and a half that was one of the worst halves or lack of effort and execution. Anyway, they scored one basket in like freaking 19 minutes um, in that 19 minute span that I've ever seen at the Big Ten tournament I'm talking about. And so you compound that with with this this moment for Jed Howard, symbolic moment that um, why wasn't he pulled off the court? And so that's, you know, that, 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 you know, that can run a lot of mileage on you. And uh, I, I think it will be better without Jet. I really do. Um, but I, you know, who knows, maybe Juwan Howard won't, won't be there. I mean, the, the, the Piston thing is looming out there. I know we're going to talk about that, but, and, and, and you wonder where, what's, what's in Juwan's head right now. I mean, he's, I, he loves Michigan. He really does. I, I truly believe that. He loves, you know, loves what he's doing, but I think he's he's got to be frustrated with what how this has worked out. And I know he's he's really good at the NBA thing, proving that. And I wouldn't be shocked if he went on to the NBA. And we got a lot, of, we got a long. I mean, the playoffs are just the, the play-in games in the NBA are just starting. I mean, this yeah. whole thing is going to be going on for weeks on end. Okay, two things about that. Do you really think? that Juwan Howard would leave Michigan with, A, his son still with remaining eligibility, that being Jace, and B, with the perception that, you know, he he inherited a program that was on a roll, he kept it there for a bit, but then it went downhill and he left. I – I, I find the, that a little bit tough to believe, and that's yeah. that's question one. But part yeah. B to that is if he is if he digs in and says, "Hey, I'm I'm here at Michigan, and we're going to make a go of this." Uh, he's already put some pieces in place. What other yeah. levers does he have to flip for next year? Yeah, and he's got one more lever. I mean, I don't, you know, it depends on how you look at that scholarship thing. Is there one remaining? Um, and it might be, you know, could be. <laughs> Hunter Dickinson or somebody else, or it could be a another shooter. I, I really think they need another perimeter shooter. But all that, um, I mentioned this to you a, a couple of times about this is the Jim Harbaugh moment of 2020 when you know he he was struggling, 
and he had and he delivered. He delivered big time into that 2021. Uh, look what Jim Harbaugh has done in the last couple of years. Um, it, and this is Jeff, Juwan Howard's opportunity. And I, I think he, he, he's he got this portal stuff down. I will say that. And the way what he's pulled this up, I mean, these kids that he's got coming in here are intriguing. I mean, they're, they've played a lot of basketball. And that's the formula. You look at what happened with Miami of Florida you look at what happened with uh, FAU. You look what happened with Kansas State. I mean, they had nine transfers. You look what the LSU women had um, nine new transfers, and they won a national championship. And so you can start with that blank canvas and the paintbrush and throw it up there and see what happens. And maybe Juwan Howard's got that sucker down. Maybe Maybe that's his thing. Um, he's got two freshmen, not a stellar class, but he's got the portal thing up there. So um, who knows? I, th- I I'm really intrigued by the idea of Juwan Howard coming back next year and really seeing what he's all about. He's a, he's no a, doubt about it. I, I agree with I you. like him. I love. It. I, I really like. I like. I, I agree. Go to Juwan Howard press conference a hell of a lot better than I like going to Jim Harbaugh press conference. Not even terrible. <laughs> Okay. Well, yes, but uh, you you also like going to uh, Jim Harbaugh at the uh, at the Big Ten championship game and winning in Columbus. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's know. that aspect of it. Um, <laughs> Juwan Howard, it's he. You know, you met you threw out that uh, Juwan Howard comparison to Jim Harbaugh 2020 and yeah. back against the wall kind of thing, and yeah. even yeah. impressed. Yeah. Even impressed the great John Wangler a week ago, the, yes. who did a fantastic job on the podcast. By the way, folks, if you haven't seen that, go back and check it out. Uh, John Wangler, a former Michigan quarterback, was on the money. And I think – I will add this. I think it's kind of uh, deliciously ironic Delicious. that John Beeline at least in part got out because he was going to have to deal with this – this huge year after year roster turnover. He's got, uh, you know, he's got freshmen that are jumping to the league and he's, you know, guys that are, you know, you're going to have to bring in other people and you, you're, you're not going to uh, get great talent that you've identified and, and have them become sophomores and juniors and seniors. You're, you're going to have this massive scramble. Now, Juwan Howard, as you pointed out, is good at it. Uh, but he's going to have to be very good at it in uh, in the immediate future, as well as bringing some guys along that will become upperclassmen and, and additions to this program. Yeah, you. The thing of it is, I mean, it looks on paper like this. You know, this Michigan could be you know a top five. They, you know, they're going to make the tournament. And I, I'm telling you something right now. If Michigan. If Michigan basketball is is in a consistent is going to be in the tournament, whether they're not in the bubble, whether they're not having a sleepless night on Saturday night, uh, the night before Selection Sunday, I'm cool with it. Just be in the hunt, okay? But the problem is you have all these moving parts. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick analogy. I'll be quick on this, okay? I, I did a video feature with a buddy of mine who literally had this old old uh, Oldsmobile 442, you know, just. You know, worn down car, and he rebuilt the car with all these new parts. Okay, mm. he, he, he spent a year on this, getting all these, and he's really good at this stuff. Okay, he rebuilds classic cars. Okay, 
And you really don't know until you turn the key. You know what I mean? If it's working. And that's the analogy of some of these teams bringing in all these players. I mean, I mean, we're, we're not going to have any – when we go to Michigan uh, Media Day at, at Chrysler next year, John, and we're going to be talking to all these new guys – I mean, we're we're gonna be we don't we have no idea how we vote on what 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 you know who's gonna finish in the Big Ten. I mean, you got some teams that are probably you know Purdue, Michigan State, whatever. But I mean, how where do you put Michigan? You have no idea because it's there's too many moving parts, and Juwan Howard is still we're skeptical of his coaching ability. We are. I mean, I mean, that's a fair statement. Don't you think we're skeptical because of what just happened? We think, I mean, we think he's got potential. He's done some really good things, but after what just happened, um, how, how good do we really feel that he's going to be able to pull this off? That's a legitimate question without being negative. I, I hear you. And I, and that's what you get when you have a losing season. I don't care almost who you are, unless it's just such an injury plague thing. John Beeline fielded those kind of questions uh, about, okay, is he is he really not uh, up to it at this level uh, and all that kind of thing. You know what? Um, you don't have those kind of questions at the moment about Jim Harbaugh, who has a rebuilt Lamborghini that he has uh, <laughs> got the pedal to the metal on uh, – heading for an anticipated third straight Big Ten championship. We're going to talk about uh, Michigan football in just a moment, but we're going to take a timeout before we do uh, for a word for our, uh, from our sponsor. Obviously, Tom Crawford brings the energy times a 1,000, but uh, you can do the same thing with Vitamin Energy. Just go to vitaminenergy.com, fitness, energy, health, all in one convenient shot. Great test, tasting, and energy for seven or more hours. No sugar crash because there's no sugar in it. It's non-GMO. It's kosher certified as well. The Burner Plus, energy and performance all packed into one. A thermogenic fat burner. Now, I've tried several with more to come and got that thermogenic fat burner going in my own life walking the golf course keeping that alertness when you're driving you name it you don't want drowsiness there you won't have it with vitamin energy just use the promo code wolverine bogo at vitaminenergy.com it's easy go to vitaminenergy.com add an item to your cart and get an item of equal or lesser value absolutely free Give it a try, give it a shot, shake it and take it, vitaminenergy.com. And again, that promo code Wolverine Bogo, B-O-G-O. And now we're going back to Tom Crawford, who uh, is always, always ready to talk Michigan football. I know that for a fact. Uh, he could do it off the cuff with uh, with zero thought, zero preparation, and do it for hours <laughs> because he has an encyclopedic knowledge of Michigan football. Uh, this, this, is, this is the Jim Harbaugh, is it not, that we all were expecting when he first came back? I mean, the, the guy that was, okay, the, enough fooling around, enough of the, uh, the Rich Rod dismantling, enough of the Brady Hoke for whatever reason not and I like Brady Hoke a heck of a lot but not having really the staff that could keep up in the Big Ten now you've got Jim Harbaugh who um, 
was supposed to be boom, boom, and it's okay. Now everybody's on notice, and they were in 2016. Then Michigan does that uh, little slide for a few years and kind of bottoms out in 2020. All of a sudden, Michigan is the team to beat in the Big Ten. Uh, it's got Ohio State figured out. Jim Harbaugh is on top of the world. You see a list of t- Big Ten coaches, and there's Jim Harbaugh at the top. Is this what we're, we were expecting, and uh, is this what Tom Crawford uh, is – embracing as far as the current version of Michigan football. You know, I, I still reflect back on that press conference, the introduction that morning when the whole, you know, the Michigan family was there and the media, you know, at the Young Center, at the Chrysler Center, you were there, I was there. And the anticipation of that, it was like Messiah. Like, you know what I mean? This guy is a savior. Okay. And I'm thinking, I was thinking to myself, during that, pre- I mean, what? What? Well, I was asking myself, what's the expectation, really, realistically, of when? And I and I said to myself, I think Jim Harbaugh can take this program to be in the national championship game in five years. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was a little short on that. Although they 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 could have easily in sixteen. You're right. It got that burst in year number two. Fifteen wasn't bad. It had its only bowl victory when they thumped on Florida. The Citrus right, Bowl, right. but uh, then that low. But now, I mean, these last two years, and um, I, I know the TCU game was was disappointing. There's no question about it. And there was a two or three day, you know, moment. I think for all Michigan fans, that okay, is this uh, is this the best it's going to be? You know, how come in big games, uh, Michigan's defense like disappears? You know, I mean, there was that moment, you know, and, and, you know, because the defense was so good. And and and, and then, I, you know, not even talking about the two pick sixes that, that J.J. had. Um, but it's like so you, you start questioning. But more by, by God, a week later, a week later, we all start looking at depth charts. Uh, we all start hearing about the 2024 recruiting class. And you start hearing, you know, that and the transfer portal comes into play. And all of a sudden that TCU game is gone is gone from the negativity jar you know what i mean it's all at uh, last year was Look forward. you know it's moved forward it's two big 10 championships back to back it's two fc appearances uh cfp appearances back to back and look at that depth chart folks look at those names on both sides of the ball they got a shot next year so that's how it it took me a few days admittedly after that tcu loss because that was incredibly disappointing to me yeah, I'm, and to a lot of people, and to the Wolverines themselves, who man after man would come to that podium in Shen Beckler Hall this spring and say, yeah. we should have been in the championship yeah. game, and we yeah. know it, and we are yeah. driven by that. Um, uh, this is this is uh, pertinent. This is not uh, some uh, archaic off-the-wall question. Uh, why was Bo Shen Beckler so successful? successful at Michigan what name a key reason and it started in it started in 1969 well there's a couple things um I mean if you're going to ask me that question I'm there's multiple answers to it I mean one of his was continuity of his uh of his coaching staff I mean that his coaching staff was top shelf baby I mean it was Jerry Handel. I mean, you have Gary Moeller. I mean, come on. Uh, Paul Chudell. I mean, 
uh, Bill McCartney. I mean, he had solid coaches that that stayed with him. Okay, that was number one. Number two is there was never a bad year when it came to the offensive line. There was a down year. Michigan could run the football every year. They could run the football. You know, they might not. You know, some better than others, and they're. You know, and their and the aerial game was you know suspect a lot, but they could always run the football. I mean, those two things, and that put them in the hunt for the Big Ten championship. Now he didn't prop. Bo Schembechler never won the national championship. He ended up ranked number two in the country in the '85 season, Jim Harbaugh's junior year, um, when you know a tie to Illinois or that loss to uh, to Iowa um, really really did him in. I mean, they, one of those things didn't happen. It, they they would have been a you know mythical national champion that year maybe but that that was a hell of a team but he didn't win a national championship but he, he you know his you know all those Big Ten championships where that's what it was all about and he won them all the time it was all all about that and you know what um, all, everything that you said there is on the money is true is is the uh, big factors I'm going to boil it down even a little tighter. Because I think it, it applies to what Jim Harbaugh is doing now. Bo Schembechler figured out how to beat Ohio State. That's and true. that was the difference between good and great in terms of if, how he was seen as a coach across the nation. Sure, you will have people say, well, yeah, he didn't win the, the, the national championship. That's fine. There, there are a few great coaches that never did that. Uh, but the fact that he was able to, he came in here knowing Woody Hayes, knowing what, what is it going to take to, to beat the Buckeyes? And he did it that very first year and he sent a message. And for Jim Harbaugh, it's been, it was a little more of a process. He beat them in 2016, except a few guys in striped shirts said JT wasn't short. When JT was short, right. we know that. But uh, then, then you saw this slippage. You saw Michigan could have beaten them in 2017. Michigan was expected to beat them in 2018. Yeah. All of a sudden, what you mentioned—that they couldn't ha- figure out how to play defense against Ohio State—and it started. It started looking like, oh my word, they're going. They're not going to come close to them again. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you had the, the Ravens influence. You had defensive coordinators who could um, play the pressure game, get pressure on people, and yet and yet not have it be this all or nothing. Uh, we, we all of a sudden have 11 guys chasing a breakaway receiver down the field and just seeing the back of his jersey, kind of like uh, Ohio State uh, chasing Donovan Edwards a couple times down in – Columbus. Mm-hmm. And that, to, to me, that's everything. Jim Harbaugh has figured out and has gotten it together to beat Ohio State. You beat Ohio State, you're going to be in the Big Ten championship game. You're in the Big Ten championship game, you got a chance for the playoffs, and then you're not this, this program that is has got a lot of parts but can't win the big one. Now, all of a sudden, you're being talked about as – uh, the, the, the team that has accomplished a lot that just needs to take that next step and win the last couple. Well, and I think the leadership of a- Aiden Hutchinson had a lot to do with that. He talked about, you know, at Big Ten Media Days prior to the 21 season, 
Um, the fact that they that they and Hassan Haskins did as well. They they talked about um, the need to be way more physical than they they were, and they had to be physical. And then they got they got to make it a priority. We got to beat Michigan State. Yeah, they said that in 2020. They, we got to beat Michigan State. And and then they said, uh, which didn't happen in 2021, but they made it a priority. They 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 verbally made priorities of beating their rivals, and obviously Ohio State. I mean, they didn't they didn't, you know, Michigan traditionally um, ha- hasn't done that. You know, being boastful about we, we're gonna, you know, making that game that big of a deal. Well, they made the Ohio State game a big deal. And we saw the result of that in Ann Arbor in 2021. I just saw that replay on, on the Big Ten Network for the 79th time. And I, I'd like to go a couple more, uh, you know, a couple hundred more views of that game. That was that was a great game. That was a oh, yeah. great game. And it was physicality. It was Hassan Haskins dragging players down the field on, on his back, very similar to Tamunga Biakamatuka in the 95 game. See, that's what's been missing, the physicality of how they've been doing things. And and that's that's you know, that's that was part of Bo Schembechler's DNA as well, obviously. No doubt about it. No doubt. And and Jim Harbaugh knows that some of those elements that it takes, and he is he's got it to where he wants it now, to to the point that he said, uh this is the best version of Michigan that I've seen since yeah. I've been here. So that's yeah. a big that's deal. Right there. You would never hear that out of Jim, the old Jim Harbaugh, even if he believed that. I mean, you know what I mean? He's oh, the old about him. He's different. The it's old, true. old Jim Harbaugh. Yes. The, the yeah, Jim yeah, Harbaugh that yeah. was college, guaranteed to win over Ohio State, but yeah, not as yeah. a coach. You're right. No, not as a coach. No, not as a coach. And um, I think he's, he's by, his players buy into that that concept and um yeah this this team and then he's got the chemistry thing going on that you know you hear it all the time you heard it's post spring game oh everybody likes each other and everybody's happy for each other a walk-on gets a scholarship he's the mvp uh in in the in, in the uh in the spring game talking about o'leary i mean and everybody's so happy i mean that that's a that's a that's a that's a great culture that Michigan has going on right now. And I, you know, I'm pinching myself and knocking on wood that it stays that way into the 23 campaign. Mason Graham, great job as a freshman. And I'm going to give you a quote from him that will be in the next issue of the Wolverine magazine. He said, the the culture here is as good as it can possibly be right now. And that's, that means a lot. And you know, you, you referenced Aiden Hutchinson, Back there in the summer of 2021, yeah. I had the great privilege of having an extended one-on-one interview with Aiden Hutchinson, and I can still, I, I can still feel the smolder coming through the telephone line yeah. as he was talking about. We know what people are saying. We know what people are saying on s- social media, and you know what? We don't care. We know what's coming because we have changed things. And yeah. man, was he right! Well, so, you, know, hey. and, you know, part of that, part of Aiden Hutchinson, that's a legacy thing. I mean, oh, yeah. his dad won five Big Ten rings. Sometimes it takes, you know, it, it, it might take a legacy player to come, a leader, the you know, best player on the team doesn't help, doesn't hurt either, to, to really just shake it up and say, listen, we're done with this nonsense. And he was that guy. Aiden Hutchinson was that dude that led that team. 
And now others, well, you know, uh, I mean, Will Johnson's his dad played for me. I mean, you're getting legacies on this team that are that are the best players on the team. And that's a good thing because they can take that that old DNA and roll it into the what's moving forward to, the, to the, what their daddies played when they were at Michigan. No doubt. All right, let's fast forward to 2023. Which side of the ball in the mind of Tom Crawford is stronger, is going to be stronger this fall, offense or defense, oh. and why? Oh. Uh, boy, that's, that's, a, that's a great – I mean, at the start of the season or the whole season in summation? In, by the time all said and done, who's okay. going to have put the best product out there for okay. the entire time? Of the year? I'm, I'm going to start out and you know the standard. The defense is going to be ahead of the offense at the start of the season. It typically is. It was in the spring game, um, but I think this offense, this offense, if 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 they can get the wide, if they if they can get the wide, the red zone go to wide receiver part of the red zone offense down this this offense is going to be terrific the offensive line we talked about the tight ends we talked about the the depth at running back my god we talked about that last week and the, the freshman coming in and 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 you got the two best running backs in the nation on the same team and figuring out how to utilize them on, on the same snap this offense is going to be really and jj mccarthy i i think that guy is going to be in New York. I'll be more surprised that he's not in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony than he than I'll, I'll be more surprised he's not there than he is there. I'm saying that right now. I'm not saying he's going to necessarily win it, but he's going to be in New York, barring injury. Yeah. He's got, he he is a leader. Look what he's done to his body physically. Um, he he's got so he he's got so much charisma. This guy is this guy is going to potentially go down as the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. There you go. There's no small uh, statement from one Tom Crawford. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to just uh for the sake of argument say that I think the defense has a very strong chance to be the strongest unit on this team by season's end and I'm going to tell you some of the things that I like about it. I told you my uh my talk with Mason Graham the other day was yeah. uh was enlightening. You know, he talks about he was a true freshman and yet yeah. he was able to slug it out with these uh, these big, uh, massive guys, uh, offensive linemen in the off in the Big Ten that are th three four years older than him, uh, but he was physically ready enough to to fight it out in there. Kenneth Grant, uh, the other gift from the gods, uh, in the words <laughs> of Jim Harbaugh, and I they have got you know you're taking more edge rushers out of the transfer portal. You've got a hungry Braden McGregor. Watch him as he uh, rushes. You know, you've got you've got linebackers with all kinds of experience and uh, that are pretty good. And then you pick off maybe the best freshman in the Big Ten last year or one of the best in Ernest Hausman of Nebraska, and he provides depth for crying out loud. I think that uh, you, you, Will Johnson, a year under his belt, you're, you've got um, a lot of talent and experience among those safeties. I like 
what this defense is going to bring. I like the fact that they're going to have a coordinator in place for a second straight year. I just think that, uh, and uh, you know, no, uh, no disrespect to the offense whatsoever, because I think it's going to be overwhelming with uh, two star backs is basically what you've got one a and one B and uh, an offensive line that was, you talk about reloading when you, pick off some veterans, not not freshmen and sophomores that you're uh, plugging in, but uh, guys that have been at it three or four years uh, that know what they're doing. I'm, I, I like the offense, no question about it, but okay. I – go ahead. Here's what I'm concerned about. No, and, and and they are like right, and you know, it's like you know, it's like the Kentucky Derby. I win by a nose. I, they're they're right there, both the offense and defense. I I get that totally, but I, I guess what bothers me about the defense, and it's because of what's happened when when this defense goes under the lights. Okay, in these last two now, now the Georgia game's probably not fair to compare it to that situation, but you know, this defense just you know, just disappointed me beyond description uh, against TCU. And so it's like when you get out of the Big Ten uh, and you're playing with with uh, a talented team in some of the region of the country, and particularly the South, all of a sudden things don't look like they've been looking. You know what I mean? And I'm worried about that one at the right corner, uh, uh, you know, Maureen Walker. I, 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 you know, he's a – I don't – you know, that one corner position worries me a little bit. Uh, that yeah. and, and then I got to see, you know, it what it is. I'll tell you what it is. What it is, John, it's like beating Ohio State. I got to see it to believe it. I got to see this defense deliver under the lights against I, in the I, CFP. I you. And that's what I think concerns you make- me about the defense. I understand that. Um, I would I would just say this as a reminder to those who look at fifty one forty five and say, "Man, the defense was just awful." Well, um, I, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's two touchdowns that the, the the defense couldn't have stopped unless they had broken the rules and come out on the field. And but that does not mean there weren't problems with the, they gave the up defense. A, a tons and, of yards, John. It yes. was it, It's yeah. like and so I it, agree it, with that. And it's not and, that this defense can't be, but I just I gotta see it. I gotta see yeah. a, uh, it's a big well, time team to um, that means, out of conference do it. That means both sides have to learn from that game. Uh, JJ McCarthy has to learn from that game in terms of uh, of taking better care of the football uh, when he's under pressure. The defense has to learn to uh, to stop some of these teams that uh, are getting them in the shootout and uh, spreading them out and doing uh, some things that they haven't seen. I completely agree. But I'm just saying that uh, I think both sides of the football have to get better f- from that game, and, and they've admitted it. So, uh, Tom Crawford, you know, we could do this all night. I'm going to close with this. Uh, give me on Michigan's upcoming schedule – the single toughest game that the Wolverines will play, with the exception, now you can't go OSU. Um, that would be the easy reach. I want the toughest game that is before the Ohio State showdown in Michigan Stadium in the Big House. What's uh, what's Tom Crawford's toughest weekend for the Wolverines? Okay, uh, I don't have a schedule in front of me. I think I know it pretty well, um, and it's all about road games, right? 
It's not the yeah, Penn State yeah, road sure. game. Um, they play at Iowa, right? They play at Kinnick Stadium. Is that correct? Michigan this year? No, they played at Iowa last year. Okay. Okay. So they're, they're so, at Nebraska, at Minnesota, at Michigan State, at Penn State, at Maryland. Oh, okay. Those are because I knew there was five road games. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Then, okay. Switch that out. I'll, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Penn State then. I mean, because it will, it will, you know, I mean, Penn State's got a lot of talent coming back and it's, you know, it's there, there's, you know, they, they had a little tunnel gate thing going on that thing. And, um, just the environment, you know, you've been there. I've been there. It's crazy. Uh, it so that's the one, that's crazy. that's the one game besides Ohio State. I, I think okay. Michigan. I think they're going to beat Michigan State, not like a drum, but they're going to beat them. I'm confident with emphasis. That. Let's just say with emphasis. Yeah, they're going to beat them. Uh, I, 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 I've never been more confident about a Michigan State road game in a long time, more than I am about this game coming up on. October 21st or whatever. All right. Well, Michigan fans will be glad to hear you say that. I agree with you, though. Penn State, that's the time of year. That is two games before Ohio State. Yeah. It's the time of year where injuries can start to build up. Um, you, I, I want to see a, uh, a very healthy November out of Blake Corum because okay. he hasn't had that the last two years. And maybe with the more, more and more emergence of, of – uh, Donovan Edwards, and if Benjamin Hall can step up and play a little like he did in the spring game, you know, and you still have C.J. Stokes can come along. Yeah. They have plenty of depth at running back. Yeah, yeah, but and, Benjamin Hall, was that, was that, that was a takeaway from this, another takeaway from the spring game. That looks like a solid third option is what they needed. Um, so, and, But how they utilize those two, they, I, I, and Wenger talked about this last week, how do you get both those guys on the field on a snap, because I think that would really threaten an, uh, a defense, when, particularly if this receiving core comes into play as a threat with uh, the nation's top quarterback. We will watch for that. We will watch for the what I anticipate will could be a whiteout at Penn State. You think? It, it might be <laughs> it might be a literal whiteout because that game's being played on November 11th. So. Who, yeah, who knows? True. We might have some snow squalls, and I never right. forget Mercury Hayes getting hit in the face with a snowball. Oh, ninety-five! That was terrible uh, in Penn State. So, anyway, yeah. Tom Crawford, great job as always. We will do this again next week. Right. Uh, remember, uh, you go to vitaminenergy.com, get the buy one get one free deal using the code Wolverine Bogo, and come back a week from now. Tom Crawford and I will have plenty more to talk about and maybe some developments on the basketball front. Who knows? And there's always Michigan football. There you go, John. Thanks for having me on. Always fun.